This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. Welcome back to another edition episode. Sure. One of those <laughs> E words. Of you're, bitter units. You're of your so, podcast. so eloquent today. By the tailgatesociety.com. For your podcast. Bitter units, tailgate society. Got to, okay, I got all the talking points. Um, <laughs> we are glad to be back. Um, we've obviously been gone for a while and we're not very professional, but that's not why you listen. Uh, so we don't really have a guest tonight. We're just kind of going to wing it, to be honest with you. Uh, we're going to drink three beers, though. Um, we'll surprise you with what those are as we go. I do want to make sure I mention right off the top here that the Tailgate Society is now title sponsored by Revelton Whiskey. Or Revelton Distillery, technically, isn't it? Yes, they do more than just whiskey. Yeah, so uh, I I say that questioning because, you know, it's really new news and I don't have any copy or anything yet. But... If you look up Revelton Whiskey or Revelton Distillery, you can find it. And according to the people I know that live in Iowa, because that's where it's made, it's delicious. But nobody has bothered to send the guy that lives in Washington any yet, because none of you are my friends. Yeah, no, I thought we've established that. Yeah. (laughs) You have no friends. I thought that was clear. Yeah, okay. I I mean, I've made it the first 42 years without any. What the hell's a few more? Um, So, you know, we're going to go through and we're going to talk about some of our our favorite beers um, or drink beers that we just like for whatever reason or another. Um, And we're going to start with one Tim picked out. Um, So... Uh, oh, I guess if you listen to the last episode, JT wasn't with us. He is back this week. Yep. Um, he's he's here. So uh, we'll hear from him later and probably ridicule him for something. But Tim, <laughs> you picked Coors Banquet. Why? Why? Mm. Uh, uh, so this is a beer that throughout the summer found a uh, uh, pretty steady place in my fridge um i don't know man like i've just gotten fatigued on so many other um <laughs> so many other styles of beer that sometimes especially like especially after working all day long with beer and tasting beer at the brewery uh sometimes there's just nothing better more refreshing uh than Coming home with a classic American lager. Uh, I know what I'm going to get. It's an incredibly consistent uh, product. It's incredibly, incredibly well made. I wish I could make uh, an American lager like this. And uh, it's something that, you know, watching a football game after mowing the lawn, after mowing the lawn, because the football game made me mad so i went and mowed the lawn instead any one of those things it's a beer that i can i can kind of kick back with pairs well with a lot of food so uh yeah that's why i chose it that seems fair i have not had one of these in 
very long time. I mean, really long time because it's just not something I grab. Um, so it'll be fun to revisit it because it's it has been a while. JT, how about you? Have you had one of these in a while? Uh, several years ago, because I freaking hate it. So it oh, is perfect. one of my least one of my least favorite beers of all time. Not my <laughs> least favorite beer of all time. That is the Infusion. Um, what was it? Vanilla Bean by Infusion in Omaha, which everyone loves, but as it described it as drinking a Yankee candle. Um, ironically enough, the last time I missed the last podcast because in a hockey tournament. And the first time I had it, it says it's a vanilla bean. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a vanilla porter. But no, it was not. I spent the entire night drinking Jameson to get the awful taste out of my mouth. Um, I remember our goalie. Can't our, you ruined Jameson in that way. I know. But it was funny because that night our goalie decided to get a rum and a Jack and Coke and a vodka Coke. Figured it'd be vodka, a little bit of Coke. No, it's vodka coke and it was a double so by the end of the night he turns to us and he's like my lips are now we're like okay we're done now because we play at eight o'clock in the morning you need to be sober enough not to fuck this up but yeah you're still hammering play great but anyway but no that, no that was not a digression away from course banquet at all uh you uh, stayed you stayed cogent and on topic there jt very uh, much i just it's yeah. one of those i i understand people love it i just can't get behind it Granted, it's better than the seltzers we had before, but still, as far as beers go, this is one I just can never get into. And I know lots of people love it. And Sam fucking Elliott, one of the greatest voices in the history of mankind, used to do ads for it. The Stranger from Lebowski, but my God, just ugh. Coors. The Banquet Beer. The Banquet Beer. Uh, Yes. Um, well, that's awesome because it also leads into some of our other topic tonight, which is how terrible a lot of JT's takes are. Yep. We were talking about this earlier this week. Um, and, and JT has, I mean, it's so many bad takes on food and, and other things that I kind of lost track and I almost disassociated from the conversation (laughs) due to blind rage. I, I was so um, happy when we finally found common ground. Yeah. Um, so. Well, we we know counting is hard for you, so. You know, we we know that JT likes flights, and I hate flights, and that's that's a well covered topic. I had a flight before we did this podcast. Yeah, that, I figured that was the case. I actually um, I actually don't know that we've talked about it on here uh, yet. Yeah. No, I think we no, we talked about it with the guest before. No, I brought it up. Oh, he was that's sarcasm, JT. Okay. Um, but, that's uh, sarcasm. Uh, well, you know some of the, the things that. God, what were we talking about? See, I can't even remember half the things that we talked about. Well, his, just... his favorite condiment is ketchup because he has yep. the palate oh, yeah. of of a six year old. Him and yep. Patrick Mahomes. That's pretty good fucking company, by the way. Um, by the way. By the way, not one of you has four hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GT, and if, neither and neither one of us is in first place in the AFC West. I'm just saying. I'm if, just saying. If we were talking, if we were talking, uh, your ability to throw a football, that would be really good company. But I've never gone. You know who I'm going to look to for culinary advice? Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell so, you what. He is wrong. You do not put ketchup on a steak, ever. 
Okay, ever. well, good, because I was going to ask you about that. As as you really recently have stopped being such a bachelor and started to learn how to cook and do yeah. some things, which super proud of you for. Way to go. I've been so I've been so confused how it took you this long to learn how to cook a steak, but some of the pictures you're sharing, you're learning how to cook a steak, and I've I've, I've been it's proud. Timing. You're, you're, you're it's all grown up. Well, the thing is, like before, I've said this a million times. Like my kitchen was so horribly designed by whoever built it. Like when we finally redid it, it went from like maybe oh, maybe eight square feet of counter space to cook on to the entire kitchen I can use to fucking cook with. So I have actually room now to prepare and all that. Did, honestly, did, did, did you have a stovetop? Yep, I had a stovetop. Did, did, did you have an oven? Yes. That's that's all you need that's to make all you need No, no, I had no space <laughs> to do anything. You don't need anything else. Yeah. Uh, but no, and I just didn't... season the pan. Yeah. And you sear your steak in the seasoned pan. And you know what? You know what's really weird is we might what we've always done as a family is we always go out for someone's birthday. We went to a really nice steakhouse this week, and I'm still like, you know what? I don't feel like paying a ton of money for a steak for something I can make at home, like pizza or. So things. so yeah. what? So what was your server at Applebee's name? <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Yeah, defi- I mean, it, it's, it, you're right and you're wrong on that, JT. Um, yeah. I've been to a lot of really nice steakhouses where the steaks were phenomenal. Yes. And there's, a place up, there's a place in Portland that's amazing called uh, Gauchos, El Gauchos, that does a baseball cut that's the best steak I've ever had in my entire life. But yeah. Right. And so there, there are places where that's great. And then there are places where... Yeah, it's definitely not any better than you can do at home. No. And it's like something my wife has recently discovered because when we got a Costco membership, I got pretty excited about it because they have ch- they have prime steaks. Mm-hmm. So I keep an eye oh, out really? for anything that's on sale that's a prime cut. And uh, the difference between prime and choice even when you're just having a good want to have a good steak is such a huge difference when all you're doing is salt and pepper and you're not marinating you're not doing anything but it's and my wife's like these are the best new york trips i've ever had and that's like because i bought good ones <laughs> well and and that's that was one thing i was going to say about a steakhouse is a lot of times they have access to a premium cut uh that may not be uh, always readily available depending on where you yep. live. Yep. No, because we. The, the biggest thing about a steakhouse I would recommend to you, JT, going forward is if it's not dry aged, don't order a steak. You know, I've had dry aged a couple times. I wasn't all that impressed. Maybe I got the wrong cut, but honestly, we will. I'll go to like a Ben Roos Chris. Actually, I guess we're going to get a Roos Chris here in Des Moines. But we went to uh, Fleming's, which has good steaks and has what's called Fleming's potatoes. Is what I call it. it's like basically potatoes, but lasagna style that are amazing. But I usually get like a filet because it's a really good cut of meat and I'm not good enough to cook it at home. And I got that the other night. It was really good. But still, like if I go to a normal place and get a steak, I'm like, unless it's a DeBurgo and something where the DeBurgo sauce is phenomenal and homemade. I'm just fine at home just making a sirloin and marinating the crap out of it for a couple of days and then cooking it up and then calling it good. No. 
Yeah. But yeah, you see, so the thing is, like New York Strip, I bought a couple of times from High B, and maybe I just suck at cooking it, but it just always comes out so bad. You know, you have access to Fairway, and the fact that you're getting your meat from High V and not Fairway tells me that that you need to revisit where you're shopping for meat. No, no, no. The High V by my house has terrible meat. The Fairway by my house has decent meat, but I've got a buddy that works a meat counter at a different High V, and they've got a lot better tra- selection. There's a, there's a TGS member whose family is does meat stuff that you could probably get good meat from. I'll give it a shot because yeah, because no. If you remember, shout out Ryan Moon, TGS yep. member. Um, but uh, so that's pretty exciting. That's been a, a fun to watch. Um, and the reason I veered that way a little bit is because Banquet is a delicious beer with steak. I was just gonna say the exact same oh. thing. This beer with steak is amazing. Yes, it's like a steak au poivre where you've got like black peppercorn like on the steak oh it makes it pop it's fantastic yeah this is a good uh, i guess you want to call it did you call this a light lager it's it's an american pale lager i wouldn't call it a light lager because it's you know call it a a a lie just a lager in my world but yeah yeah, american pale lager kind of a standard american the truest american style yeah it's it's you know, right up there with, with being delicious. And I, like I said, I haven't had one for a while and then for no real reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink a lot of Budweiser. This is in that, that's in the same category of beers, you know, cause I don't drink light beer. Um, you know, I haven't, I don't know, couldn't tell you when the last time I drank a Bud Light or a Miller Light or, you know, I was probably hammered and somebody handed it to me for free. That's probably the last time, but sure. Um, it's good when you're bowling and it's cheap. Yeah, but I mean, but it's not any cheaper than this. No, well, it I depends, mean, but yeah. They all run about the same price when you're talking about. Bush Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, Coors Banquet, High yeah, Life, all the same. Yeah. Mega breweries or macro breweries or whatever the hell M word it would be. You know, they're they're all basically the same. Actually, and, as pr- as far as price goes. Yeah. When you're in the main line of product. Um, you know, if you offshoot with at InBev with Shock Top or something else, they're gonna they're gonna upcharge you for it. But uh, you know, Coors Banquet and all those should all be basically the same. Well, let's let's jump into this tasting, right? Yes. Let's let's do this proper and and go ahead and and tell me first what you guys are getting for appearance there. Well, it has a real ketchupy appearance. <laughs> 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 this is your way of, of relating to something that JT will actually like. I was trying we to get he, him to like it. Um, no, he doesn't like mustard. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I, I, uh, no. Um, so it's very, very golden. Right. Um, like a uh, golden wheat or straw type color. You know, that light. Yep. Clear, it's very clear uh, as it should be. Crystal clear, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I did not pour mine aggressively enough uh, out of the grenade, um, which is also love the bottle for these. The, the stubby bottles are awesome. I would drink a lot more things out of the stubby bottles if I could find them. Uh, also, what part of the reason why I like red stripe? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hooray beer! Hooray beer! Um, but. Uh, 
you know, it's a beautiful beer. If you just want a beer and somebody sets this down in front of you and you have a problem with this, you don't want a beer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I that's exactly what I get. Like, that, it looks to me very much, because, you know, unlike maybe it's lighter Coors Light counterpart where it starts to get more yellowy pale, I mean, this is uh, a, a pale gold uh, yeah. which, which I think is is really beautiful. So right away, this even looks to me like a beer I want to have a steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, steak is such a big, bold flavor when done right, and you don't want to you don't want to follow that with watery garbage. You know, so you want something full flavored and yep. and tasty, and this yep. this is definitely that. Uh, JT, anything to add? It's kind of weird. That's a nice transition. I was thinking when I eat a steak, if I'm at like a, well, we went out to Fleming's the other night, I got a Cabernet, a big, bold, dark red wine, which did really well, which ironically enough, a light Pilsner tastes really good with the steak too. So you got the dark red wine, which tastes great versus the light Pilsner. And actually, you know what? I hated this years ago. I'm kind of digging it. It's I I don't hate this anymore. This isn't in my top six worst beers of all time anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I I did a, a tasting for some friends uh, years ago where I did, uh, I we we got steak up poivre and I and I did uh, a pilsner and um. What's steak up poivre? I'm sorry. It's it's like a like a peppercorn steak. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, I didn't do I didn't do a cab. Um, Merlot. No, no, I I might have done a Malbec, but anyway. Okay. I I had both paired with them so they could compare and contrast and see the difference. What you're drinking, what flavors it accentuates, what complements, what cuts, what contrasts. Uh, and to to have two drinks with the same dish sometimes it, it you really kind of start to notice those things a little bit more. So yeah, ne- next time you're at Fleming's and you've got a cab, order a, a banquet to go along as well and do that for yourself. I'll I'll be expecting two drinks when we order tacos from a food truck again, Tim. When I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can do that. I'm 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 happy to. Uh, to oblige and... that's not next week but the week after um, yeah. so can, can we start calling him timmy two tacos uh no <laughs> uh so aroma on this moving on i'll just sit this one out it's beer um this is the smell of the beer of my youth and childhood this is you know what i'd smell when i'd crack open beers for my dad as a seven eight nine year old coming up from the basement and sneak and sips it's that aroma um what that aroma is other than beer is very difficult for me <laughs> because it's i mean it's just it's just the right smell of beer the nice thing I I like about this, so it's got a like a mild fruitiness to it, 
Um, but there is definitely, and one of the reasons why I like Banquet over a few other uh, American pale lagers is I definitely get um, some real hop character in there. So there's noble hops in here, but there's also, I believe, there's Chinook, which is a, a product of the Washington hop breeding program. So you've got, a, you know, something a little bit different. Um so there is there is a balance of kind of uh, some bitterness to this, but you get some nice aromatic hops where a lot of times it just seems like it's just some light bittering hops to balance the malt sweetness, and that's it. Or this one comes through a little bit more, in my opinion. Yeah. I All can't right. argue with you on that. Well, then let's do uh, taste, taste, mouthfeel, and finish. It's funny we mentioned the grenades earlier because High Life is another one that's infamously in the grenades, and they're both very similar. This is a lot less bubbly than the Champagne of Beers is, but it's a nice, smooth finish from the front of your tongue to the end. A little dry at the end, but it's it's. I like this. I can see why you chose this beer. Years ago, when I was a beer novice, I freaking hated this beer, but now you know what I'm giving. Well, yeah. Well, and, and one thing you Ooh. said there, JT, I, I agree with, is the dryness, and that's part of why it works so well with steak. Yeah. A good cut of steak is nice and juicy and fatty, and to have something that will, it'll cleanse the fat, right, off your tongue, it'll help to, which is the point of a dry red wine with a steak, too, to some extent. Yeah, those, um, tannin, those tannins cut through pretty good. Yeah, and this will do some of that job as well. Probably not as well as a good dry red wine would, um, but it's still going to give you some of that to help get you to the next to the next bite of steak. So, um, well, this is this is something that Tim and I have had chats on before on Slack about. At least I think we have about pairing beer with food and all that. Mm-hmm. Is there an actual science behind this? Can you kind of explain this to us? Because it's always something I've kind of understood to the point that makes sense in my own mind, but not enough to explain to someone else. So, yeah, I mean, there there is certainly sensory scientists will break this down with a whole bunch of spider plots and talk about what goes with what. Really, what you're trying to do is you're trying to complement, contrast, uh, cut. What am I missing? Anyway, so you're either so when I say compliment, you're you're trying to take something and say, oh, this goes nice with this, like strawberry and peanut butter, right? Or you're trying to compa- contrast like bitter and sweet together, or you're trying to cut where you might have something that is spicy, so you want fatty to kind of cut through there. Um, so you know when you're trying to tame down the spice on a dish. You know, a milk stout would be a great way to go. When you're trying to accentuate the the spiciness of a dish, then an IPA uh, is a way to go, or something pretty effervescent uh, can certainly do that. So it's really more about what experience you're trying to do. Um, you'll find that a lot of times when you see food pairing suggestions for beers, they tend to overlap quite a bit. I, I, you know, you'll... Ask anybody, and you'll you'll probably find somebody that tells you hard cheeses goes with this because that it just seems like that's one of those things that always pops up on there. Um, but it's really about uh, what you're trying to get out of there, and that's what I like about this. Like what Aaron said, the fact that it it is dry. I think Final Gravity on this is something like 
10.07, but it still has a little bit of, a, of, of you know, there's still enough body that it's not just puny. Um, it, you know, and the bitterness is really mild, maybe like 10 IBUs, but the fact that there's not too much going on, you're still able to, to, to you get that? You can get it, yeah. It, it's yeah. a low IBU, but it's definitely there. You can taste yeah. the yeah. bitterness because it is so clean. There's not... Yeah anything mucking it up it's a very you know clean straightforward beer so you get that little bit of bitterness um it's really kind of you know robust mouthfeel um it just you know you put yeah. it in your mouth and it it seems to just take up all the space in the right ways and um it's a really good Good beer in that respect. Um, JT, just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I was well, making yeah. a very good point, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, because like, this is something that would work well uh, with, like, a, like a tikka masala. Um, I think it would play really nice. Or even something where there's enough carbonation, enough dryness, that, like, a cream sauce, it would actually, you know, kind of help uh, cut through as well. would be killer with, would you... like, tacos al pastor. Yeah, oh, would, totally, totally. Would you ever use this to cook with or marinate at all? Is that something you do with it? I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could. certainly could. You know, if you're doing a roast or something, you want to, yeah. you know, it will help tenderize the meat to some extent, especially if you're crock-potting it up or whatever. I um, might give it a shot. Like, one of the things I did before when I had no space to work with is do a beef and beer stew. This, this would work usually... You're supposed to use like Guinness, which whatever. And yeah, I. I would be, go ahead. For a stew, I would I would go I would go stout. I vote. You know what? I, stouts are all right, but I always went with uh like uh oh uh Smittix or something like that, just because like the red coloring a little bit better, and so kind of get that flavor of a stout without being a stout. But yeah, but no, this is definitely something I wouldn't mind <laughs> trying. There's another bad take by JT, um, but. No, yeah, I mean, but if you're doing a typical Midwestern pot roast, yeah, you know, with potatoes and carrots turnips and, and carrots or whatever, yeah. you know, in there, perfect, you know, for that. Yeah. Um, or really any lager, go to the store and find whatever's on sale for $4 a six-pack. Um, for that, it's perfectly fine if you don't want to waste a good one. Um, but... Yeah, it works really. It would work really well for that. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole thing when when you cook beer, like if you've ever had a cooked beer, it's not necessarily a pleasant. So, it it, it in some ways trying to get really fancy with beer when you're cooking is a little bit like trying to get really fancy with your liquor when you're using mixers. Yeah. Right. That because makes sense. yeah, because at that point, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not pouring W.L. Weller Special yeah. Reserve into a Coke. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, it's funny you guys mentioned it because what in, in college, one of my professors was from Texas and he was really famous for his chili, which is incredibly spicy. I'm not a spicy person. I get white people like it, just not for oh, me. Oh, 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 gee, what a surprise. Yeah, exactly. But no, his, <laughs> his chili was as spicy as it could get, but it was so flavorful. It was amazing. But he boiled it down with High Life. That's the beer he used. Mm -hmm. But it was so, to put in perspective, like, we all, we make fun of the fact I've got allergies. 
I would bring a box of Kleenex to share with the class and it would be gone because we were drying our eyes and wiping the sweat from our brows because it was that spicy. It was, oh my God, it was so tasty. But yeah, he boiled it down with High Life of all things because once again, the beer, it should be adding to it. And if you're, all your ingredients are, should be where the flavors come from. I feel like the beer should just be a little bit more subtle and a lager certainly does that. I'm, Sorry, I'm sure that, that was I'm sure the purity of the water in High Life is a lot better than what he can get out of a tap too, which doesn't hurt anything. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of bubbles and whatnot that we were talking about, so Tim, I, I wanted to ask you this question. Yes. I went to Vegas recently, along with a lot of the other Cyclone fans in the planet, um, and I met up with TGS member. Voss at the beer garden mm-hmm. and his cousin and uh, ordered a Duvel. Sure. Ooh. I wanted something in a bottle because I had no idea how often they cleaned their tap lines and I didn't trust them. I, um, very, good very call. good call. Very good call. You know, um, so I ordered that in a bottle and I poured it into the bottle and it foamed and foamed and foamed until I finally figured out that those people had given me a glass that was etched on the bottom. Sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Personally, I was unhappy about that. In your opinion, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think with that beer especially, or say a Saison DuPont, it's a bad idea. So nucleation is great, particularly if you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a tall pour and you're going to have something that you want to kind of have a consistent release of bubbles on. I would never serve a a uh, bottle conditioned beer with a nucleated glass. To me, that is just a bad glassware and, and drink pairing. But a draft American lager with a nucleated glass Hell yeah, you're going to continue to keep on pushing that aroma up into the nose of the drinker. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Because I just, I mean, it just kept, I mean, I poured it the way it should be poured. It's not like I'd never had one before, and it was just foam yeah. on top of foam on top of foam. Yeah. Um, but it was something that I I don't know that I I can't remember the last time I was given a glass like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I, I yeah, etched glasses were really popular 10 years ago. You've kind of seen them fall out of favor i think particularly because draft lineups have gotten a lot more diverse and they're not an appropriate glass for for a number of styles and so people don't want 17 different glasses behind the bar um i but i right time right place right beer i'm all about a nucleated glass i think i think that's a great way to to kind of keep that that uh you know, help maintain that head retention, help keep on releasing those volatiles into the nose of, of the, the consumer for sure. Okay. Well, um, let's move on to the next beer. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, JT selected the next beer. Yes, I did. And I was, I was a bit surprised by this selection actually from you, JT. Um, I don't have fancy glassware um, or anything, so it's going to go in the same glass. But I am at <laughs> least I'm at least going to go rinse this out real quick. So three, two, one, stop. Okay. 
go. Wait, I'm coming back. Don't worry. I got a sink right across the room from me. I'm going. I'm doing it now. This is riv. Oh, wow. Sorry. Let's say this is riveting podcast. And I'm coming though. back. And it's Ritz. Here we go. And but, here we go. Yeah. And I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, um, my did ears you, are on. How about that? Did you catch? Did you catch? Um, uh, friend of the podcast, Joel Codner's new newest addition to his kitchen. I did, and it makes me jealous, and I fucking hate him. I've wanted one of these forever, <laughs> and the fact that I he had- ed- he added a glass rinser to his kitchen. If I ever completely gut and remodel a kitchen, I will have one. Yeah, I just gutted and remodeled my kitchen. I didn't do that, and I feel sad now. It's, it's silly that you don't, because it's be super easy. Yeah. Well, uh, and know. his is so brilliant because it just drains right into the right sink. Right into so the he, sink. He doesn't have to worry perfect. about extra drainage. Because like, those things, you know, uh, if they're not maintained, then, then the drains can back up. They can start to, to smell. There can be issues. But the way that's designed, beautiful. It's, um, it was perfect. Yeah. No. So uh, super, super jealous of that, Joel. So. Um, Eat shit, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. That was. Yeah, I say it for you. Um, well, while you were while you were off providing riveting podcast content mm-hmm. uh, for five seconds there, Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm I cracked this thing open. So you and I have bottles. JT, you have this in can. Yeah, we can't get. We can only get cans here in Des Moines for some reason. Oh uh, no! Be thankful, man. Yeah, that'd be great. No, because yeah, yeah. No, because yeah, that's a yeah. <laughs> no, you, you um, no, because I, I opened that and I got three MBT on the nose right away, and it was overwhelming. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. no, I mean, you come to expect it with with a European import, yeah, and a green bottle. Uh, you know, some people start to intentionally skunk beers. I've seen pictures of breweries that 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 make a a line of sight glasses super long. They line up all the sight glasses and 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 shove a uv light down there trying to to replicate that uh because not every off flavor is entirely just an off flavor like rolling rock super dmse a ton of dimethyl sulfide and people go oh you, you know what that's what i associate with that beer so it, it's not an off flavor for that but um is it i'm sorry no go ahead no i i get you i'm expecting this to be very uh uh, Peroni for for us with the bottles. Um, if you go back to our very first podcast, I think it was. But is it me or is this color very similar? To the uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, no, no, it's, you're not wrong. I thought it, maybe yeah. it was my lighting because I'm like I did not really expect it to be so close in color. I expected it to be a lighter yellow, more yellow type color. Um, but it is still a very golden. Are you guys getting color. a lot of bubbles? Oh, I've got a I, yeah, I've got a I've got a really generous head. Yeah. Gonna, no, mine's no, okay. Like, it dissipated. No, bubbles coming up like is it very effervescent? Like uh, almost like the champagne of beers, as we mentioned before. No, it's not. It's not as. It's not as pronounced as that because like that's pretty much no, a bit. not as high life. But I had a decent head when I poured it. It dissipated fairly quickly. But I'm okay. I'm not properly I'm, using the correct glassware. Either. I'm still I, yeah. Glass. I'm still getting a fair amount of bubbles coming up. I'm uh, looking at yours because yeah, I'm still getting like. I no, mean, that's I'm, still 
freaking going, man. Like, yeah. yeah. See, both both of you have probably the appropriate glassware. I just have a pint no, glass. No, so. no, he, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. It's it's an acceptable uh, glassware. Anything that but puts it in my face counts isn't this as a acceptable. Isn't this supposed to be for that would, No, that's a half glass. A lot of people, for whatever reason, confused Pilsner glasses with heavy glasses a while ago, and I don't understand where that came from. That would be that's what I would have poured that in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. I only have what you might call shaker glasses. Say shaker pints. That's all I have. And and giant glass steins, but with like low and brow. uh, You see, I can't do this. I can't do the stein thing. I just don't enjoy it. I don't know. I don't. I don't use them. They're just kind of decorative because okay. they're gigantic. Mm-hmm. Think of the, you know, Oktoberfest mugs and the, you know, that kind of thing. All right. So, so you had had mentioned uh, that you know, yellow. I guess as you were thinking. I mean, honestly, I still have, I still have some banquet, um leftover and yeah, i think i think it's lighter than banquet but not a lot i you know what if you were to pour these into two different glasses ignoring the head and the effervescence of the carlsberg like if you degassed both of these and put them in front of me i think i would struggle to tell you which one is which yeah i mean it's yeah. not a big difference at all yeah no we, my buddies and I did years ago did a uh, thing where we did a blind beer taste test where you had to drink a bunch of beer and you had to decide what it was from a scorecard. And at the end of the night, you actually found out what it was. You know what? A lot harder than you think it is if you don't know what it is going into it. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we just did the uh, appearance part of this because we just talked about it with Banquet. I mean, there's not, I don't think you could describe it any differently than you described banquet no um other than the the off-gassing or the the effervescent the bubbling i think it's a little more active than banquet but other than that not not a whole lot of difference uh from a visual perspective aroma wise it is more skunky (laughs) Uh, but it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be given that it's a green bottle mine is really not bad it's a a little bit um i was surprised at uh how little to be honest i I suppose you don't know where they pulled it because you just had it delivered right yeah I, i was trying to look and see if there was a date on this bottle best before sea shoulder yeah, and I'm not seeing anything on the shoulders. I don't, I don't either. Uh, oh, there we go. I see it. Now if I can read it. I don't know if I can read it in the light that I'm in. Mine says March 10th, 2022. Hmm. That's not too bad, then. Uh, European date codes, yeah? Uh, no, these are... Oh, yeah, you're right. So this isn't March 10th. This is, no, uh, this is November th- or October 3rd of 2022? That can't be. Well, mine mine would be March second, twenty twenty two. Must be Best Buy dates. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is Best Buy, but I, I'm October twenty. Mm, okay, that's a long time. That is that is a long time. I that's one thing I've noticed with a lot of of imports, um, 
there's already amount of aging that goes into it by just having to travel across the sea. Uh, that it seems like on imports, the dates, the Best Buy dates, uh, are ridiculously long. Um, did uh, did we actually say what beer this was while I was running to rinse it out? Did yes. you guys say what beer it was? Yes, okay. it's Carlsberg. Yes. Okay, I was just I checking. Think we said it. Carlsberg Pilsner, Danish style Pilsner. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, I didn't know if I missed that part while I was being a buffoon. Um, so it's a little bit, you know, Pilsnery, obviously. So there's some malt um, taste in it. Um, the aroma, like I said, is a little bit skunky. But Man, not bad. You guys, it's so much better in a can. There's no skunkiness at all. I mean, like I said, mine's not not bad at all. So I don't know if it was just kept dark um, yeah. by chance or something, but it's really not off bad. I mean, they might be using more light stable hops. I definitely got it on the aroma, so I don't think they're using light stable hop extracts, but they might be doing a blend. They might be just trying to do enough to give it a kiss for, you know, I mean, this brewery's, this beer has been made for, 150 160 years who knows how often the recipe has actually changed or what in changes in ingredients um it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do most of the light stable but then still use bittering hops i don't know i'm just i'm just spitballing here no but this has been uh oh this has been i kind of chose this beer ironically enough because this is a beer going to do a dark beer here in a minute I only knew this beer because of uh, soccer, which I know everyone's really big on Ted Lasso right now. I haven't got into it yet, but I really need to. Another but terrible always, take. I just don't have <laughs> Apple TV. I, if it was on Netflix or anything but Apple TV, I'd watch it. But the thing is, I can't remember what team is sponsored by Carlsberg, but I always saw the advertising. So I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I drank it once. I'm like, this is really good. And then front of the program and twice guessed or one and a half guests as far as episodes go. Um, Mike, roommaster Mike was like, yeah, it's a really good beer. And he's also one like, if you're drinking a dark beer, you should let that warm up. And I'm like, well, if I'm warm and let my dark beer warm up, I'm going to have something nice and easy drinking while that happens. And that's how I discovered Carlsberg. Just a good tasting beer. It's not overly complex, when, I, but it's just good. I have a question, J2. Oh. When did Mike tell you you should let your dark beers warm up? A while ago, a year ago or so. Before or after we started this podcast? Probably right around the same time, honestly. Okay. I'll give you that because we've talked about that a bunch. <laughs> On the oh, podcast, yeah. so I yeah. was like, "Have you just not been here, or or?" No, no, no. <laughs> so, so, so I'm reading right now because, admittedly, I it's been years since I've had a Carlsberg. Um, they did reformulate the recipe two years ago. Mm. Really? Why did they did they do it because of a supply Be issue, or just because because uh, too many people were giving them shit? Okay. Uh, Carlsberg UK's VP marketing, uh, Liam Newton said at Carlsberg, we lost our way. We focused on brewing quantity, not quality. We became one of the cheapest, not the best. 
Liam Newton might be most British like fucking name ever, but anyway. Well, I'm. I mean, it's no Benedict Cumberbatch, but it's up there. There you go. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, there's not a whole lot of because it's all marketing speak. So who knows what they've changed? You know, a lot of people said it tasted like non bread. So um, that's kind of like um, who was it? Pizza Hut? No, it's Domino's that had the ad campaign. Like, yeah, we know we sucked for years. We should try this again because it would completely redone everything as far as pizza goes. Yeah, it, I think Domino's kind of did that. Domino's did that. Subway little, claims little they have might have done that too a little bit. Subway's I, awful. All, all all brands have to go through a refresh okay. at some point. And sometimes Unless they're Coca-Cola or Nike or yeah. But even yeah. they've done that. Yeah, even they have. Well, you I think mean, about yeah. new Coke versus old it's, Coke and original co- recipe and Coke is 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 the the uh the MBA program very first example you get of how how to not do a rebrand. Yeah. Coke, Coke is two. it. Coke too. Oh god. <laughs> new Coke. Uh Pepsi yeah. clear. I love Pepsi clear. <laughs> so it was delicious. It was Crystal Pepsi. Get the name right. They oh, were hard on that Pepsi brand. Crystal Pepsi was awesome. Whatever. No, it wasn't. Um, once again, bad take number six hundred and thirty-four. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, right. Getting slow, wait, JT. You, through his bad so takes. You're telling me that Crystal Pepsi was awesome, but you hate root beer. Yes. You are a terrible person. <laughs> terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. That one's the one that really sent me over the edge. Well, that's the one movie. that that's what that's the one that started it off this week is because he just decided out of the blue that either he was going to troll us or he thought he'd find kindred spirits. No, no, that's... no. What happened is I was... <laughs> that's why I, I don't grabbed... remember any of the rest of it because I blacked out after that. <laughs> blind rage. <laughs> no, I grabbed lunch and they got me my all my I did the there's a Wendy's by my work and the four for four dollars. Which is a great meal because Wendy's is freaking awesome. But I ordered a Coke and I got back and I took a big sip. I'm like, that is not Coca Cola. That is not Diet Coke. That is definitely that is, root beer. That is Barks root beer on ice, which is the greatest. Oh, no, 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 no. Fast can, food soda you can get. I can see why people like it. It's just not for me, man. Like, I, ugh. No, I, I'll say that, like, Barks out of a can certainly or out of a bottle is not it's gonna as... be poured over ice yeah i was gonna say it, it like i don't need an a&w poured over ice no you don't need a&w with ice cream i i, I love a&w in in all root beer is okay with ice cream yeah exactly i can get behind that i've had root beer floats before and they're they're good yeah i so yeah no i i can understand why maybe you wouldn't like barks but i'm not gonna judge all root beers but what are you doing aaron you realize the mic is picking this up <laughs> hadn't thought put about that face, part. put your face condom back on it's a chamois for my phone and whatnot okay clean um, screens mm-hmm. all right all right csi so uh let's let's get back into this so what are you getting for aroma so you didn't get a ton of of that that skunk, that light struck uh, nose. Yeah, what are there's you? definitely some, but not. Yeah. It's not crazy. I um, really, I really got it right away. It's dissipated as it's as it sat, but when I opened up that bottle, whew. Yeah, and I may not have caught the full whiff of it when I opened the bottle, so that could be the difference. But uh, it's, you know, 
it strikes me as as a uh, I mean it smells more like I would think of I don't get a lot of hoppiness out of it I get grainy wheat type smells out of it to me see but, I get a t- I get a ton of like noble hop and and maybe that smells similar to what I'm thinking but I don't just don't know how to quantify it as well as you do because I've never I don't know that I've ever even touched a hop let alone you know would know the difference between hops yeah I mean so like I had mentioned that that uh uh cores kind of had a more fruity uh characteristic and this to me is a little bit more of a floral characteristic okay you don't you don't have to agree I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. But, yeah. So, JT, you don't even smell that skunkiness at all? You don't get any light? I mean, I guess you don't have a light, you don't have a light truck because you have a No, I've got it from can. a can, so it's actually pretty clean. And, like, I get a little bit of the prudiness smell to it, but, like, the can's just... I can one say I've drank... One, one of the best things about this podcast is learning that cans are so much better for beer than bottles. But yeah, uh, oh, especially, yeah Sierra, especially Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which is now my favorite beer of all except time. Except yeah. for Miller High Life. Miller High Life, that's you want to have it? Yeah, Miller High Life, you want to have it? I don't know why, but that's like the exception to the rule. When no, it's, you're absolutely when it's, correct. When it's ice cold. Yeah. Especially absolutely. a grenade, which we talked about earlier, like a Miller High Life grenade. Oh, so much better. But yeah, anyway. Um. I, I will say that I have a really nice bit of, uh, I'll hold it up. You can kind of see it lacing going on on my glass. Yeah. Even though even though I have already drank one beer out of this glass. Um, so to me, the fact that this was not a clean glass that I poured it into. I mean, it's clean, but not clean, you know, because I rinsed it. Actually, actually, when you drink from a glass, rinse it and use it again, it will actually probably always have better lacing the second time. Okay. That's- yeah, so that's one of the things that I've always struggled with when we talk about beer clean glasses. So when you see a glass with a lot of bubbles clinging to the side, no, that, it's is, dirty. that yeah. is a dirty glass. It yeah. has it has fats. It has any number of other things going on. It's probably used a, a detergent that was uh, petroleum-based. Um, it might still have residue of any other type of, of cleaner or sanitizer, but just because you see lacing does not necessarily mean that that, that beer was clean. Any, any guy who sits around that has a kegerator at home and just keeps pouring onto the same glass will notice that because you're not adding anything to make that dirty, and that beer is only wiping away any of, the, uh, any of that, that residue that's already in that glass. So you I mean, I've been at bars where I had beautiful lacing and I turned the glass around and I noticed lipstick on there. So oh. because it's kind of a misnomer to say beer clean. I definitely want to see lacing. I definitely don't want to see bubbles because I know I don't have fats. I know I don't have residue, but just seeing lacing does not necessarily tell me that that thing was cleaned. It's just, it's free of all the other things that are going to be a problem. A year later and I'm still learning shit. How about that? I did not know that. That's good to know. Um, interesting tidbit. Um, I will say that lipstick, super hard to get off glasses as a, oh, yeah. as a chemical guy, um, especially when nobody wants to pay for what it takes to get it off a glass. Um, 
but and I digress on that subject. Um, cheap ass people that run places. Um, <laughs> Boy, you sound like you do a good job of selling. Well, sometimes you gotta slap people verbally, not physically. Unless it's JT, then probably I'll slap him. But no, that's fair. Um, yeah. Okay. So. You know, I do have that good lacing, which I think is nice, and it, I guess it fooled me and made me happy. But my glass was clean in the first place because you know I know how to no, clean the glass. It's definitely still a good sign of you know a protein-rich beer. Not all beers are going to necessarily have some really really good lacing, but you definitely get uh, some decent proteins that that are helping to kind of let that the, that beer stick to that glass for sure. Yeah. Uh, taste, JT. Let's move along. I've had it so many times, it's hard to describe. It's very smooth. Um, once again, just like the Coors Banquet beer, it finishes from the front of the tongue to the back tongue very clear. It's definitely not nearly as dry as the Coors Banquet beer was. Um, it's just very smooth. It's not overpowering. It kind of reminds me of Duvel a little bit, where it's really simple, but it works. And I disagree. Okay. Um, I think it is drier than banquet is um hmm. i i'm i don't know exactly i'm pretty sure the final gravity on this is is higher than banquet yeah i don't know maybe it's me maybe it's not but i feel like it's dried my mouth out a lot more than banquet did or maybe it's you know bottle versus can too i mean that would make a difference yeah that shouldn't matter yeah i mean dryness is is a matter of recipe um yeah but I mean, it, it it could be just I I think there's also more IBU in here, so you're getting a little bit it, more. It is more bitter, right? And I think that that is having a little bit of that kind of that polyphenolic. Could be almost astringency that draw has a drying effect on your tongue. Yeah, that could be. It could be a yeah. Uh, Plus, this is a beer I've had a million times the past two years and you've had it for the first time in forever. So yeah, could be palate fatigue too. No, no, it's, you know, but over, I mean, overall it's, it's a good beer. It's crisp. It's clean. It's, you know, but I think out of a can, it would be obviously better. Um, cause I'd lose and lose a little bit of that skunkiness. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good beer. I, I I need to find it in a can sometime and try it because I don't I don't think I've ever had this beer before. I've drank a lot of pilsners, but this one does not ring a bell. Um, you know, pilsner Urkel and you know a whole bunch of them. And I drink a ton of pilsners when I can get them up here from Chuck and Up Brewery. Shout out to Chuck and Up. I'm sure you're listening, but you guys are great. Um, but, uh, you know, um, they make a lot of Vienna style lagers and Pilsners and that's, you know, that's all they do a lot of that, which I love them for that. Um, Pilsner has, 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 as a style is one of my favorite, one of my favorite developments in the American craft beer scene is the reemergence of Pilsner. Uh, you've got people like, uh, the guys at Notch Brewing are doing uh, Beerstadt Lager House in Denver. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of the the extra geeky uh, 
beer guys like brewers here in in the Twin Cities, like Nico Tonks and and Andy Ruland, they're all trying to recreate these like like Beerstadt slow pour pills. Next time you're in Denver, go to Beerstadt, get their slow pour pills. Absolutely worth it. Anytime there's you know GABF or anything where there's a bunch of brewers in town, then there's going to be a line ten thousand uh, people long for the the slow pour pills. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited myself. One of the beers that is on my desert island list is is Fair State's Pills. I think it's an amazing beer. Uh, so yeah, good beer. Um, I got a little bit left, but uh, no, maybe we take a make take a quick commercial break here. Uh, we got to slide our AHA sponsorship in here probably, um, so that I can. Drink the rest of this, grab the next beer, and rinse my glass out again. And then we don't have to do it on the pod. How about that? So <laughs> going into this break, people, I want to remind you to uh, check out the tailgatesociety.com. Lots of writing, lots of podcasts. You'll hear the dulcet tones of me on a very soon, probably before you'll hear this episode of Culture Check. Um, we just recorded that last night, actually, but I think it comes out on Monday. Um, so you'll hear me again. I'm sorry, but listen to it because it's going to be great. Um, but then, uh, check out all the writing we're doing. Uh, JT just actually released an article today as of this recording today, 10, eight, uh, on training day and how that movie roles and uh, what it's about if everybody's seen it obviously but it was the number one movie this weekend 20 years ago so if you're old like us that makes you that's us um but we started a new series about that kind of stuff we're gonna do every number one box office movie from every weekend obviously training day is actually two weekends here so the next one will be two weeks from now um some of them movies you probably didn't see or don't even remember existing some of them bangers like Training Day. And then we recast them because, you know, we're going to remake them maybe someday. Hollywood's going to do it. But check out all the stuff at tailgatesociety.com. Back it up. Check out all the stuff at tailgatesociety.com. Remember that from, was it, Ace Ventura? Um, that was an amazing verbal rewind, by the way. Like, that yeah. was really well done. Thank it you. Was, it, it was nice. I was, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, it was exquisite. Yeah, I try. But uh, check out all the writing, podcasts, culture check, sports and corks. Matinee baseball, old man strength, stuff and things. Am I missing anything? Probably not right now. Uh, anyways, sorry if I missed you. And we'll be right back with uh, one more beer and more mocking of JT. Woo! Today's episode of Bitter Units is brought to you in part by the American Homebrewers Association. The AHA has a host of benefits for joining, including discounts at over 2,500 beer businesses like breweries, bars, restaurants, and homebrew supply shops in the U.S. and worldwide. You'll also get access to discounts on many brewing publications, award-winning homebrew recipes, and expert advice. Go to bitterunits.com to learn more. Welcome back to... Bitter Units, beer podcast hosted by the Tailgate Society. I'm going to read this off the back of this bottle, our next beer. 
And if you know the answer to this, I want you to send us an email. Like, we're going to take a dramatic pause right after this. And if you know what beer I'm talking about, send an email to bitterunits at gmail.com or through our website at bitterunits.com. Yeah, why don't we go to bitterunits.com where they yeah. can check out previous episodes. That might be better. Get links to our sponsors, That's learn a, a little point. bit about us. They can um, tweet at us and help. I'm really good at monetizing this pod, if you guys can't tell. The the last episode, by the way, with my friend Adam Shogren, a former brewery owner, uh, with a lot of kind of what not to do. That's right. Uh, if you have not listened to that, uh, give it a listen. Uh, even current brewers have been contacting us and saying that they were just shouting yes the whole time they were listening to it. So, um, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, that is, that yes, is true. I've yes, seen I've yes. seen that some of those uh, tweets from some people and, and comments. So, um, okay, so this starts the description on the back of this beer. It's not it's not John Loeffler writing it, but it's it's um, going to tell you some interesting facts. Anyways, <laughs> a very dark, full-bodied ale with a rich, creamy head and an intense, yeah. dry, tangy character, brewed with well water. The original well sunk in 1758 is still in use. Malted barley, roasted malt, yeast, and hops. Fermented in stone Yorkshire squares. Now, if you can, just from that point, tell us what what it is. I'm going to trust you to, to be honest. It's an honor system. Go to our website, bitterunits.com. Send us an email, say, I know what beer this is. Give us the name of the beer. And you're going to get absolutely nothing because we have nothing to give. But I want to know if you know who it is, just out of curiosity. You know what? No, if they they figure it out and they email us, we'll send them a T-shirt or something. Oh, you got any T-shirts? I can figure something out. Okay, you heard it here. JT committed to getting you a T-shirt. It, it's 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 just going to be like, uh, it's going to be a three pack of white Hanes <laughs> V-necks. I was thinking like uh, a fruit of the loom, motherfucker. But whatever. 1996 Durant Wildcat Homecoming Enchantment Under the Sea uh, dance. Yeah. Oh, that could be. Um, <laughs> what do you do to afford V-necks, Sam? Um, but, uh, but anyways, no, that was you your opportunity out, we'll, while we'll, we were talking to be we'll honest. About something. But this is my beer. This is the beer that I chose. Um, and if you've listened to the podcast, you understand the lane of beer that I that I really am You're a big the captain fan now. of. Um, which is I'm the darker the, the darker stuff, the 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 things that most people consider winter beers. For some reason or another, which I think is poppycock shenanigans, horse manure. Um, Tom Fullery. They should be drink. Oh, uh, they should be drink all year. But this is Samuel Smith, the famous Taddy Porter. Fanfare music in the background. Just imagine it. Uh, burp, burp, burp. Um, I love this beer. I love all porters, really. Or I shouldn't say all. All is a pretty strong word. Um, 
but I like most porters. I love dark beers. And this dark is a really good. good one. And it's good that we did it last because it, it, you know, I can only get it in a big old bottle, which will end the night well. Tim, I'll let you start. You want to start with yeah, appearance? Yeah, I was really excited that that uh, you picked this. Uh, we just at six one two the brewery I'm at. We just launched uh, a porter today, just this this afternoon. Um, so I was like, I, yeah. So I've I've got like a fresh, brand new porter in my mind already. Um, Fax me some. I I, I will. I'll uh, <laughs> go down. Let me a hoagie off the internet. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so appearance, uh, it's what you expect. If you really hold it up, you can see some ruby color in there, right? When Especially it, around the edges. Yeah, far more red than a stout. So yeah. Um, but you do get. I mean, otherwise, when you look at it, it's what you're expecting. It is. It's black. It's got a a fluffy tan head. Um, that you know, you can definitely see. It's it's a nice lingering head too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, the if if the head reminds me of, it's a little bit chocolate milky, you know, colored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that it's that color. Um, I've got some. Larger, you know, air pocket bubbles in the middle, but it's really smooth looking around the the middle um, where it's almost like, you know, uh, I mean, almost like it's just a layer uh, rather than a bunch of little bubbles. Um, But yeah, beautiful, beautiful example, in my opinion, of a porter. What about you, JT? Got anything contrarian to say about that? No, no, I've still got some nice head retention. I poured it right actually before we started officially recording what we were talking about. But no, it, it looks like a stout, but a little bit clearer. It's a little bit more red, uh, a little bit more opaque. But yeah, the head retention's there. And like you said, there's some big bubbles. And yeah, it looks good. All right. Can you smell it, JT? Is this one that you can that can get past your allergies? No. No. (laughs) If I smell anything, maybe a little bit chocolatey. Definitely not a coffee, but maybe a little chocolate note or mocha note there. Yeah, I would. I would. I I would agree with that. I smell it's a little bit chocolatey um, sweetness. Yeah. Um, I smell like the Oreo Speedwagon. It's not that sweet. No, no, no. It's not crazy sweet, but I, I get a little bit of that. Like I get almost, almost a milk chocolate instead of a or a sweet chocolate. Yeah, I get tangy fruit. What? Like I what get... kind of tangy fruit? No, I mean not like not like you know lemon and orange like citrus tangy fruit, but I mean like uh like a like a citrus, uh almost raspberry type of of like a tart raspberry type of nose. Okay. I could, yeah, I can see raspberry. I'm not a big berries fan so that one's hard for me to pick out but maybe maybe chocolate covered cherry no i can see I, that i can see i think that. there i think there would be a, a this would be a beautiful beer to blend with like uh a frambois like a like a, a 
uh, Lindemann's uh, raspberry. Like, I think that would be an amazing kind of blend. Uh, and so that's just based off a of nose. That's kind of a d- dessert beer, then, is what you're saying? Um, it certainly could be. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Okay. Okay. But it would it would it would pair very well with desserts for sure, for sure. It'd make for a great uh, stout. Well, it's not stout, but porter float. Um, you know, put ice cream in it. It'd be really it, good. It, it would be just great. stay away from the root beer. I get, I get, you know, maybe like a hint of tobacco on there as well. Yeah, I think the guy brewing that day spit in it. <laughs> yeah, like no, I don't get chew spit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get like the nose of like fresh tobacco. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. I mean, it wouldn't matter because it's been boiled so hot; it would it wouldn't hurt us any. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I can't explain how much I love the smell of these beers, these style, these types of beers. It's just, I know traditional lagers, right? Smell a certain way. But this is just, I don't know, there's something comforting to me about these porters and stouts and, and this smell that just is really fantastic. It's one of the reasons why I love this beer. It is a really nice smelling beer. Yeah, I like I don't I don't get nearly as much kind of sweet chocolate as you guys do. It's there. You're more refined than we are. I'm no, I'm off. no. I mean, it's just a different palate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm working off of one nostril. <laughs> between the three of you, there's one, or between the two of you, there's three non-working nostrils. Is one, one and a half nostril power. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, it like it, it's it's there. It's it's just not maybe. Um, like I yeah I'm still getting kind of like that stone fruit and berry type of of nose on that. I can see the berries. I don't even know what a stone fruit is. So think of like a peach or a plum. Anything? Oh yeah, yeah okay. Something with, with a pit, pit in the middle. Gotcha. Yeah. With a yeah, stone. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. I just blanked on that there for a minute. <laughs> so, like, oh wait a minute. Yeah. Once you said it, I was like, oh yeah, I know that. Big stupid dummy. Um, JT. Yes. Taste, mouthfeel, finish. Oh, let's rock and roll here. Yeah, we're we're gonna roll through this one because I just want to drink it. Very smooth. Um, once again, clear through the tongue. Dry like everything went down tonight, but man, that's mm. for me. There's a definite distinction with this as a porter between this and a stout because it's not nearly as dry or as impactful as a stout. It's very smooth, but it's man, this is really good. So, stouts can range from really dry to really sweet. This is uh, definitely not sweet to me, but yeah, yeah. So, a question that gets asked a lot is what is the difference between a porter and a stout? Marketing? Uh, uh, well, yeah, kind of, right? So what I always say is whatever the brewer put on the label. I, the idea is stout came from stout porter. So you had a porter, and then you had a stout porter, which was just like a even more. 
so in theory, they were, you know, higher alcohol. They were more robust flavors. But Guinness is 4.1%. This is 5%. So it's certainly not. So Guinness isn't more stout than this in that ca- in that category. Right. Um, you know, lower calories. So it's certainly Guinness has. So that's certainly not. Uh, where it's more stout. And so the styles have really kind of changed. A lot of times what people say is that a stout uses roasted malts and a porter doesn't. Um, but I can think of plenty of porters that do. We had, one time at Badger Hill, we made a beer that we were going to call uh, uh, an Imperial Stout, and we changed the name to Imperial Porter, and no one ever went, oh, well, that's not a porter. Like, the line is not as clear. I, I've seen brands that have have taken a a beer and re, and rebranded it from stout to porter or porter to stout, and no one batted an eye at it. So the line isn't as clear as for someone. Now this is more traditionally when people say uh, porter, and they traditionally say, "Hey, what's the difference between a stout and a porter?" They say, "Okay, this is more of that porter. It's not as roasty. You get a little bit more fruitiness coming through, like dry." It does fruit. have roasted malt in it, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and so that's, um, well, you could have dark kiln malts that aren't roasted malts. Um, but the label says roasted, malt. but but there are roasted malts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I know, it does. I'm just saying, like, and so that's Unless you're saying Samuel Smith's a liar. No. I'm okay. just I'm just saying that like that's where people kind of get to that, but yes, um, and so yeah, so the 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 line is is fairly nebulous. Uh, you know, beer judges will tell you with confidence that there's a difference, but then the the two of them won't agree. So, and see, and I get, I think it. I don't think it's sweet really at all when you drink it no it really isn't i get no. a bitter i get a bitterness the coffee a little bit type of bitterness um i think it's pretty dry this this to me is a beer that you hand somebody and you say oh i don't like them they're too heavy if you think this is this is not a heavy beer to me it is not something that I, I deem as heavy in that because it finishes kind of dry and um, like, why can't you drink the whole bottle? I mean, what's the problem? I don't, I don't understand when people just automatically assume that because it's dark, that it's heavy and it's a meal in a can or whatever, you know, that that's, that's one of the things that, that, that bugs the absolute, ever-loving shit out of me is that people the idea of meal in a can i don't know what that means i don't know what that means meal in a can um because so many of these meal in a can beers are lower calorie so it's not a meal it's an aperitif if anything (laughs) um and i i think what it comes down to is like People associate stouts with being served on nitro, so oh. and so then and so the, the nitro beers. Um, what's your problem with nitrogen? I just hate nitro beers. I can't do it. And so that's the thing is people. I think some people feel bloated by them, or they feel they get a a, a sensation of feeling fuller faster, and that's where they get that from. But 
yeah, p- pound for pound, you know, the there's cane sugar in this, right? You you are gonna have a little bit higher calories than you are other ones. Um, but the idea that you can't drink multiple of these because it's too much, it, it drives me up the wall. I could, so let's go back to the, the pairing, you know, eating, like, what would you, what would you, what do you, I think a, if you drink this with a good hearty stew or mm-hmm. something like that, um, uh, that would I, be where I would want to have this. Ribs? I, uh, ribs would be nice. Sure. Yeah. A, a, a nice uh, juicy porterhouse I think would be good. Uh, but I would also say oysters. Oysters in the half shell I think would be great with this. I think, um, you know, I, I I have some leftover lobster bisque, which I should probably throw out. But I think uh, a lobster bisque. But I think one. after this, I'm going to microwave it and eat it. I, I was going to say, if I have one more of these, maybe I will go microwave it and give it a try. Um, I think um, pate with this would be really nice. Um, foie gras. Foie gras, yeah. I don't know if it would cut the fattiness enough. Foie gras, yeah, foie gras is 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 a little much. Um, Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger might not be bad with this. I mean, it's it's not anything I want to eat. Generally, there are uh, probably a bunch of people listening to this. They're like, what is he talking about? I've never heard of such a thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> look it up. You won't want to eat it. But, but yeah, no, it's really I, not think, that bad. I think oysters with this would be fantastic. I think that would be my pick. Oysters in the half shell. Oyster power. Yeah. No, I think it's, 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 I just really like this beer. I mean, what beer. do you get out of the taste part of it, Tim? I mean, I mean, um, so I get toffee that I didn't necessarily get in the nose. I get a little bit of toffee in here. Uh, the taste, there's a little bit of a nuttiness almost, right? Dried apricot, like dehydrated apricot. Okay. I yeah. ate one of those the other day with member of the tailgate society, Sean Vensterman. Uh, in Vegas when we went to dinner. That was one of the things they brought us. And it was terrible. <laughs> Dehydrated <laughs> apricots are so sweet. Well, the flavor's so, okay, but it was so, just like super sweet. Are they you talk about this sweet? not being overwhelmingly sweet, but there is a malty sweetness to this. There, It is, but it's yeah. not cloying. It's not Warrior it's not, speed it's, wagon, not, it's, not, it's not rich. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not like rich. It, it's yeah. not like That's there's a, a bunch of lactose it. in here, right? Yeah. Um, it's more of like a hard candy sweet rather than a milkshake sweet. Yeah, yeah. Different, yeah. Different kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I've only had this a handful of times probably in my, my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in one, it's just because it's not something I think about grabbing all the time. Um, but about once a year when it gets to this time of year, you know, here in Seattle, it's fall, it's 48 degrees outside, you know, and I start thinking, Ooh, you know, porters are going to be, you know, out because people 
oftentimes don't make them through the summer. You don't start to get them from the craft breweries again until winter. Mm -hmm. um, porters and stouts. So I start looking and then I see this and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to have one of those. You know, because it comes in a 550 milliliter bottle. That's the only way I've ever seen it. I don't know that it comes in any other fashion. Um, yeah, I got I, a 12 yeah. ounce. You have a 12 ounce bottle? Yeah. Really? I don't. That's 355 milliliter. I've only seen 550s. Okay. Hmm. Well. I don't want a 12 ounce bottle. <laughs> it won't fill my pint glass. So it's kind of useless. But, uh, no, if, if you pour a 12 ounce bottle into I know it a will. shake of pint, it'll be mouth. perfect. Don't you say that. Point. It's not the point, Tim. I know it will, but. Well, then, then quit being difficult. That's my job around here, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But this is obviously. Samuel Smith, a beer we haven't had here on the pod. Yeah. But it is a old school craft beer. I mean, from way back, obviously, given the history of it. But I mean, it's been how long has it been in the States? Like a long time. Yeah, I was gonna say St. Pete's and St. Sam Smith's have been around forever. I mean, it's it's oftentimes in a brewery that's an intro to craft beer for people in the states or was back in the day mm -hmm. you know when we were younger and there weren't craft breweries all over the place um samuel smith was a you know intro to that that scene for this kind of beer and so maybe that's why i have a i like it so much because it does remind me of that that age Ooh. you know yeah for sure but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about it because I'm just enjoying drinking it. So you guys can uh, take a little <laughs> of the weight off my back if you want because I'm getting tired of carrying you sons of bitches. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Thinking about this compared to, like I said, we just launched uh, a porter today. Ours is definitely more of an American-style uh, robust porter. It's a little bit uh, it's not so much caramel as as it is more chocolate because this has more kind of caramel notes, I guess. Yeah, I get uh, some caramely. Right, um, and and so particularly American porters really blur the line between stout. Like like London porters are definitely more kind of car. They're like a darker caramel brown ale than they are like you know this this full. Um, black dark british beer type of thing but uh uh it's interesting i to me i guess maybe the, the reason why i keep on kind of keying in on the fruity and, and tangy aspects of this is just because it's even more prominent than i remember because it's mm. been a it's been a while since i've had uh this style uh in particular i mean i drink porters a lot but they're all american porters so it's been it, it it's been a while since I've I've had a proper English porter, but that tanginess really kind of comes through for me. Yeah, I'm excited about trying your porter when I get up there. I expect you to make sure you save some for me. Oh yeah, yeah, there there certainly will be. Good, for sure. Yeah, I um, 
Yeah, I don't. I wish I knew how old this was. Yeah, I don't know if it actually has any kind of date on it that I know of. Yeah. But I'm not getting any kind of uh, something I learned from you a while back because my kid noted it when she smelled uh, a stout one time. I don't get any soy sauce. Yeah, I certainly uh, don't get that. I I do get a little bit of age, though. Um, a little bit of oxidation that I can taste, but certainly not, you know, an off flavor like soy sauce for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than I hope maybe this episode has convinced those of you listening, um, one, that JT is an absolute buffoon with his opinions, but two, Bring it, bitch. <laughs> two to try and go out and, and have a beer that maybe you haven't had in a while or maybe you've never had in the case of the Taddy Porter. I mean, not everybody's had it, but if you're a big fan of stouts and porters and you haven't had this, you're you're missing out. I think they graded out as a 94, 95 if you want to go by like what total wine grades things as. I don't know what scale they actually use. Um, but it's one of the the more highly rated beers uh when it comes to porters and stouts um but go out and and try something new and different that's part of why we wanted to do this podcast because these are beers that we like that we maybe haven't had in a little while or that we have all the time and we still like them we don't get tired of them you notice none of us picked an ipa none of us the last ipa i drank i think was when i was in bend oregon at a concert, no, I'd have I think IPAs. That's the last one I had, I still which like was over IPAs. a month ago. I still love IPAs, but you get the palate fatigue completely. Like even message Tim, and I'm like, I can't taste anything anymore because I had so many IPAs that just taste all the fucking same. Well, especially because right now, I fresh can't... hop season. Well, well, not <laughs> not just fresh hop season, but like, I, uh, I mean, I'm. I've gone through a phase where I shit on hazy IPAs or New England IPAs, sure. Um, and rightly so, by the way. Well, I've kind of, I've moved past that. Like, I, there's there's a place for them, but the challenge is, uh, because there's such a specific thing that people are looking for: low bitterness, tropical fruity notes. That after a while, there's a lot of sameness i swear yeah. to god like i've talked about this with other brewers like someday i want to open up a brewery and and put the same uh hazy ipa and four different tap lines under four different names and i guarantee you 75 percent of the people wouldn't be able to tell that 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 it was the same beer because they they've trained themselves to believe uh that you know Oh, they're all something different, but they're all kind of starting to taste the same to me. So I, I kind of enjoy when when a brewer can can bring me a, a hazy IPA that brings something new to it. Like maybe it isn't just a zero IBU. Uh, maybe they are bringing in a new hop varietal that isn't just tropical, and it brings in, you know, uh, a berry note or or you know one of those things that's uh, that I think there's still room to play in that category, but. 
there is definitely a sameness. And then, yeah, you add in the palate fatigue, even if it's not, you know, even though these are low bitterness, low IBU beers, uh, you're still just, if, if your tongue isn't getting overwhelmed, your nose is. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I and honestly, I haven't intentionally not drank an IPA. It's just, I haven't. I'd rather drink a Pilsner right now, or I'd rather, you know, now Porter's, you know. Um, I haven't necessarily stayed away from them for any particular reason, other than there's just so many good beers. So many different varieties of beers that to drink only one seems like a shame. But uh, that's just me, and I'm a little bit weird, I suppose. No, I man, I, that's one of the things that, that gets to be uh, tough in the brewing industry is so many of us don't make it out to as many other breweries as we should. We're not necessarily tasting as many of the things. And then you spend all day around beer and you go home and you say, I want a gin and tonic. Uh, you know, I, I want an old fashioned, like you go over the last six months, I've probably ordered a beer at a restaurant maybe a dozen times. Most of the time it is, I'm having a cocktail. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Yep. So I totally get that. Um, well, I mean, this has been fun as always. Hopefully, you're still here with us if you're listening and and you learned something maybe or or decided you wanted to try something. Um, if you just want to ridicule JT, you can find him at at JT the Nut on Twitter. You can find pretty Tim much John. any social media, yeah. Uh, any social media. He's more hip than I am. I I just have well, Twitter. No, I, I don't no, have no, Insta or Snaps chat or any of those other snaps chat snaps chat chat. um tim is tim johnson mn on twitter i'm aaron l wall on twitter you can find all this information at bitterunits.com somebody send us an email yeah, let us know what you would like to hear. Yeah, I mean, let we're looking if... for content. If you want to be on the pod, we're Please. listening. If it... you want to tell us how big a dummies we are on the pod, we're listening. If you want to tell us off the pod, we'll also listen. May not absorb it, but we'll listen. <laughs> um, um, if you want to name your fantasy football team, D Bitter Units, we're all ears. Yeah. The specific beers you want us to try. Yeah. You know, if we can get them, we will do it. You know, you got to understand we all live in, in different areas of the country, although I would guess JT and Tim's selection are pretty similar all the time. I'm the outlier out here um, in Washington. So, I mean, give us any information you want to know about it. You got questions, submit them. Bitterunits.com. Um also, like, rate, review, subscribe. I would say smash that bell, but we're not on uh, YouTube's. You, I figured you were going to plural, pluralize that in some way. <laughs> in the interwebs. I thought you were going to uh, say YouTube. YouTube's. That would be an Iowan thing. Used guys. Used to. Yeah. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> 
at least eastern Iowa where we grew up. Used yeah. guns. Yeah, Used exactly. Tubes. Uh, but, you know, do all those things. You know what we're talking about. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're not going to drag this out any longer. Thanks for listening. And uh, remember to check out everything else at thetailgatesociety.com and uh, Revelton Distilling. Thanks. See you next time.